Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST. And up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to the Cow Corner Podcast. With me... Dolly Dropper, James Hurl, Mr. Birmingham League son, Andy Harrison, the loyal one, Joss Elliott, for your latest dose of all things Shropshire cricket. And welcome back to another episode of the Cow Corner podcast, the Shropshire Cricket League show, episode 43. And it's the big one. It's the one that everyone listens into and then tunes out for until the end of the season. It's the big pre-season preview. You can connect with the podcast on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook using the hashtags CowCorner and SCCL Show to interact with us. Or you can at tag at CowCornerPod on Twitter and at CowCornerPodcast on Facebook and Instagram. The Cow Corner Podcast Shropshire League shows are now bi-weekly and we are running episodes every Wednesday. I know, we can't believe it too. Uh, we'll see how long that stands up for. Um, we are now taking the podcast to a new level and we are also now partnered up with the fantastic bat manufacturer and cricket manufacturer, Hawk. And for this episode, I am joined once again. Why not? For his fourth, it must must be fourth, four years for pre-season previews by Mr. Loyal, Joss Elliott. How yeah, are we, Joss? All right, James. Thank you. Yeah, exciting times at the podcast. And a man who needs no introduction, the man with the most talked about Birmingham League ton in Shropshire League cricket, maybe even the world. Let's even go there. Andy Harrison, how are we, Andy? Yeah, very, very good, mate. Nice to hear all these plans that will never come up. Oh, come come apart like, <laughs> um, it will never happen um and uh, everyone will tune into this and then we'll, we'll see you in another three four months when the season's nearly over <laughs> delighted but- to be here anyway <laughs> it's nice for doing a pre-season preview before the season there right? yeah. <laughs> normally two games in yeah, and we pretend yeah. Yeah. we recorded it before <laughs> who's going to win it well they're, they're doing alright I think Bridgeworth might win I it they they're win like it. 40 points ahead with one game to go yeah. I think they might win it <laughs> All right, cheers, guys. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so um, we are, as always, we are now still on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and we're now on Google Podcasts 
Amazon Music, along with a whole host of other podcast platforms, including Acast. Got more platforms than I've got clubs. <laughs> I know. Um, unfortunately, though, we are no longer on SoundCloud. But to make up for it, we are uploading episodes and new video content weekly to our new YouTube channel so you can go and follow us over there at cow corner podcast so it's a very exciting time at cow corner hq and we have lots of other awesome stuff that's coming your way in 2023 and i'm really excited to get that forward so it's the big pre-season preview and it wouldn't be a pre-season preview without some guests so andy would you like to introduce our first guest please right well to be fair i'm very impressed with this early you've done a good job for a change and you haven't left it to the last minute, so we've got some good guests. No disrespect to everyone else. Um, so, Every other uh, guest we've ever had, you've just insulted. <laughs> Andy's words, not mine. So we've got Mr. Will Sparrow here to my left. Good evening. Uh, an absolute uh, stalwart of cricket. And, and we have another legend as well on the podcast, Lloyd Phillips from Frankton Cricket Club. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me on it. <laughs> good start mate good start so yeah we'll start with will so will will sparrow uh, and a surname that goes through the history of ludlow cricket club like a starling through all scott <laughs> um yeah a name that goes back uh, yeah a couple of generations now at ludlow so yeah following in the footsteps of uh, of the old man yeah, so very much a Ludlow legend. So was it always written in the stars that you were going to start your, well, and carry on your career at Ludlow? Uh, yeah, it was pretty much from an early age. I've been around the club since day dot. And then, uh, yeah, always been at the club uh, all the way through the uh, the junior setup and then into senior cricket, um, playing sort of first 11 cricket from 15 years old. And so, Christ, that makes it now nearly 17 years with a slight sabbatical. <laughs> a few years back at Bridge North, but apart from that, yeah, pretty much one club man. Was that was that the highlight of your lovely career last season, winning the Prem? Yeah, without doubt. Yeah, yeah, not it's surprised. taken a lo- long time coming, but yeah, um, I'm not surprised. Fair play to you. And Lloyd, aka Cricket Badger. Cricket Badger. Now I feel like it's given that your name on Instagram is the Cricket Badger. It's taken us way, way, way too long to get you on. Possibly the badgerist kick, the badgeriest. The badgeriest? How would you how would you say it? The badger, the badgeriest uh, cricket podcast of them all, probably. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's taken a while. Um, tail end has just beat you to it, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, got me in the end, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so good, good having you on, and uh, another person who uh, started their career at the club that they're at now, but had a little sabbatical in between. Yeah, so. Um, like Will just said, some of me started at Silent Frankston in juniors, um, then uh, played for, for uni and stayed over in the East Midlands and joined uh, McClough over there in the Leicestershire Prem, Barkley. And then uh, when we my family moved back, um, yeah, there's only one place to go back, back to, and that was uh, back to stand alongside Jordan Parry all, all summer. <laughs> lad, Jordan is <laughs> Hearing the ins and outs of the, the Wrexham season, I no doubt. Is he best mates with Ryan Reynolds now? Yeah, that and Balistrade. Lloyd, <laughs> <laughs> are you disappointed that there's no tees these days at uh, Frankton, the legendary tee? I was going to say, I returned back to Shropshire so, and went back to Frankton for tees. From, I said, I'll be honest, I was very lucky. I was in a, a very rural farming background uh, club in, in, in Leicestershire with superb tees as well. I've gone from one club to there 
and then come back to only one with uh, the best in Shropshire, possibly. And uh, yeah, not, I'm on to take a meal deal. <laughs> <laughs> Class. <laughs> I was very lucky. I, I get invited, don't I, every year uh, to play against your other side. And oh, it's the tea's there. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Absolutely amazing. Yeah, the only, the only one we had, you actually had one of the only few last year, didn't you, when we had oh. four inside come over and you, you finally joined in and uh, you joined in on the beers and on the uh, on the tees, shock. <laughs> <laughs> and you joined in on the tees. <laughs> Stop Loved press. It. Loved it. I did hear Andy got, didn't Andy get hit into the next field? Oh, yeah. It's still going. <laughs> it, was, it was still going, yeah, it's still going now. So, Will, let's talk about last season and your championship winning side. So, when the, in 2019 finishing eighth and in 2021 finishing fifth, what was, what's, what was such a big difference from taking your side from kind of mid-table to being champions last season? Um, I think really we'd been a side that had been progressing for the last few seasons. Um, continuity and I guess obviously Jason was a huge help, but He'd been here the year before. We knew what capability he had. He'd started to show some promise the year before. And that obviously came to fruition um, in heat loads last year. Um, but no, we kept all of the main group of lads, really. That was the main thing. Mm. Um, and when you're um, keeping together the same eight, nine, ten lads week in, week out, mm. um, that had been a problem that we'd sort of had for years gone by. Knew we had the talent there. We had a core group of lads that were all like best mates, um, which has a... Uh, a huge sort of benefit in the change room on and off mm. the pitch. So, um, yeah, we we weren't surprised. I don't think we still fancied ourselves last year that we had the core group of lads and um, the addition of Jace brings a level of professionalism as well, which we sort of needed. Um, and we needed that top order batsman, which he's um, which he delivered on. So mm. it's funny how we've got two two lads on the podcast that both played for clubs that pretty much are very similar. Yeah, similar side to the, that they've had for a long, long time, and it does. Just proved, doesn't it? If you keep a side together mm. and improve, I mean, I'm sure there's a few standouts. I mean, obviously, Jason, the pros, sounds fantastic. But you know, has anyone stood up this this well, last season? And uh, yeah, there's yeah, there was. You can you could call out individuals, but I think collectively, like as a bowling unit, we had the same five lads, the same five bowlers, pretty much week in week out from April all the way through to September, and that sort of helped it helped massively then come the win lose games because. We had the same, obviously, 50 overs out of, those, out of those five bowlers and other sides which aren't necessarily up at the top. You've got three or four afters in every side. Our fifth bowler has made a big difference. We had Sam Roberts and Alfie Hollyhead who came back. Um, they'd sort of grown up a lot and they won some big games, uh, which usually helped. Milo had a great first half of the year, scored some big runs. Um, mm. So, yeah, a, a real collective effort, really. There's no sort of, other than Jace, obviously, with his numbers, it was a a proper team effort yeah i was going to say um from an outsider looking in you know people like yourself like milo people like that chipping in with important runs and others picking up wickets kind of at a more consistent and being more yeah being more consistent is probably the word like rather than here and there it's it was happening most weeks yeah i think um the age of a side makes a big difference i think if you look at the last say 10 years in the prem sides that have gone up have been like not necessarily too young, the likes of Sentinel that won it four, five, six years ago. Good group of good, good age group. Wem then three years ago, like they've got games under their belt. They're the same core lads that have obviously developed year on year. Um, and we found that like certainly a couple of games last year, chasing half decent scores, we wouldn't have done that two, three years ago. We'd have mm. bottled it. Um, and being a bit older, a few more games under our belt another year, 
we mm. turn those what would have been losses into wins. Mm. Joe Williams with 45 wickets as well is got to be a massive. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to talk him up too much because you guys keep forgetting about him and, and uh, he, he gets pissed off every every podcast he doesn't get mentioned so I'm trying to keep him quiet no he's a yeah a strike bowler he's taken what 45 wickets last year and he's a yeah. bit annoyed he didn't get to 50 again mm. um, I think you have to be a left arm spinner now to take a lot of wickets in the, in the prem um, but no he's stand out again he's the he's, oh, I still think him and Lloyd are the best two spinners in Shropshire mm. It'd be rude not to have someone uh, from Ludlow on the podcast uh, without mentioning everything that kind of happened at the end of last season, winning the league and then not getting the opportunity to contest the Birmingham League playoffs. Obviously, we've sp spoke about it at nauseam on the podcast, but obviously not with someone from the club's point of view. So um, how how was it taken in the dressing room at Ludlow? Uh, in the dressing room, it was, um, yeah, disappointing. bit pissed off, I think, because... You do all you can to get a junior set up and we have numerous teams like all stars dynamos 211s 13s and you're trying to grow the women's game and what have you we're trying to do all we can as a club and coming out of covid it was hard to obviously recruit in and that age group was certainly a, um, a challenging age group to keep hold of which other clubs clearly and shopshire also have, have found in over the last couple of years so yeah we're pissed off we'd like to have had a go at mm. it um but it's not the end of the world, mm. I think, personally. That's my view, probably not necessarily the clubs. It's not the end of the world to stay in the Shropshire Prem. Um, but yeah, we'll go again this year, hopefully have a 15s. Mm. If we could be there or thereabouts, we'd certainly give it a good crack. So, Yeah, has there, there, has there been like work behind the scenes to kind of get things in place if there was the opportunity yeah. that you won again? Yeah, we're actively trying to obviously make sure we tick every box, um, trying to grow as a club. So we're targeting obviously that year 10, 11 age group. Um, so yeah, there's a huge, imp uh, huge impetus and um, or huge emphasis on yeah junior cricket at the club. So make, making sure that we put all our boxes ticked um, before the season this year. What Around the table, I mean, obviously Lloyd... Um cricket badger will come to you as well what are, you, what are your thoughts generally on um the birmingham league situation and shropshire cricket in general um oh, not for me um <laughs> Lo loaded I mean, no question here you go lloyd welcome to the podcast obviously um but the the standard of, of the clubs um filtering down obviously you look, look at what Div one's got now in it we got um this coming season we got Oldsgate and, and the lights coming down um it's it's obviously that that sort of quality is is slowly filtering down the down the league and that you know Div one's going to be quite strong this year um and the likes of Wem coming into into the Prem as well I, I don't think the, the same would go for that um and that can only be showing one things in terms of the strength of of Shropshire cricket um Having compared it, we had a pre-season last year to, to the Cheshire League, a team in the Cheshire League. Um, and, you know, I, I, we were, it was very like for like in that case. Um, and obviously, um, having played in the Leicestershire Prem, uh, their setup is slightly different because you get assigned a county pro. So, um, you know, we had we had some professional cricketers playing in our side, uh, which I can only say is that the similarity between that and the Birmingham Prem, which obviously they haven't got higher than, than the Leicestershire Prem. So... Um, that they haven't got that sort of top tier that you can you can jump into if you uh, if you get any better. And so and so it's it's for those clubs in the Prem, they obviously are aspiring to to push up, but to get to those playoffs is uh, is something to to do in it. And we we as Andy repeatedly says on multiple um, podcasts, the, the more Shropshire 
Prem teams that we can get into that Birmingham Prem, the better. So, talking about the Birmingham League, with the potential that, you, you know, we could potentially have two Shropshire sides coming down this season, obviously we hope we don't, with the potential of, you know, sides coming down from Shropshire, do you think that, you know, there is a possibility for a shout that, you know, Shropshire brings its sides home and kind of closes shop for the Premier League? 100%, yeah. It's um, something I'm personally quite keen on, the idea. Um, I just think that the strength of the Shropshire clubs, obviously, we've only got Shrewsbury now in the in the Prem, and no disrespect at all to the Worthfield, Bridge North, Shiffnells, great clubs. But if, like last year, a couple of them struggling towards the bottom half, they come back into a closed-off Shropshire ECB accredited Premier League, I think in terms of developing the actual county cricket and then your, your minor county side, it could probably only do good things for it, I think. Mm. Um, I still think you've got at least half a dozen sides there that could could, could compete, or certainly with me, after a couple of years, could compete strongly against them. Mm. Um, so, I mean, if you take if you take the bottom four sides out of the Shropshire Prem, which I mean, you would be taking out a side like Oswestry, who have played in the Birmingham League recently. You'd, you'd have Wem, Ludlow, Witchers, Quat, Sentinels, Wellington, Maidley, Newport, Shrewsbury, Shifnal, and Bridge North. That sounds like a pretty decent. It's, it's an interesting thing to talk about because Prem. Compare, if you had that, if you had that situation, obviously, if you had, you know, historically, I was, was going to say it's it's a step yeah. back for me because that that's where we were. <laughs> 30 years ago, it was a closed shop. You had your Prem or mm. whatever it was called then. Mm. Um, and there was no promotion, no relegation. It was mm. the same teams regardless. Um, Would you argue but, that? But I get, I get Will's point. I get your point, absolutely, yeah. I think um, I think it'd be 50-50 if you asked I think, yeah. everyone in Shropshire. Yeah. Because I, I think, I, I think, I think yeah. the Prem clubs would probably be for it. Yeah. There's a lot of clubs <laughs> bang on the door promotion, did what, and might yeah. take yeah. objection to it. So, I, I think there's whenever I've spoken to the Birmingham League, lads when i've done it as well i think a lot of them have said if that happened they would probably look to play for sides in the birmingham league so it, yeah. you, you would you'd probably end up in a position where the play the best players in you know your sam whitney's your i don't know will part and he probably and swifty they probably stay but you know you're probably looking at the higher end players would probably leave so you've got to think how long it would take though to yeah play because it's it's a bit like this change in change we've had recently with division uh two and three from the birmingham league coming back mm. down Shropshire League cricket it has taken a bit of time to bed. I feel like this season possibly could be the strongest year in mm. Prem cricket. Just just from the outside looking in, Prem's looking stronger and stronger every year. Yes, yeah. you know it's the whole, the whole the league is. I think it is. I think yeah. it is. And you yeah. know, I think some teams have sort of find their level. We'll talk a bit later on about some of Div One sides. It, uh, sorry, Div Two sides. It been in mm. Div One for a Div few Two years. is it, pretty much what Div One was. Exactly. Yeah. Six or seven years. It's looking yeah. really strong. Yeah. It's looking really strong. Now the question the question I would ask is this kind of leads <laughs> this leads us down a road where we could end up speaking for about an hour before we even start the preview, which is is where this leaves Shropshire, you know, Shropshire struggling to put sides out against, you know, Norfolk and they're such like last season. If you're losing Birmingham League sides, you know, the players aren't getting that exposure, you know, that top level of cricket, you know, is going to be harder for them when they come up against these other minor county sides. Or are we in a position now where does does Shropshire actually really matter to a great deal of people outside of those on that pathway who are kind of want to get into actual county sides? Hard, it's hard to comment because I've obviously not, I've never played for the county. So and not been in that sort of in that loop. But then looking from the outside, has the county side actually strengthened in 15, 20 years? Whereas 20 years ago, when it was a closed shop and you had a stronger minor county side, mm. 
it depends what the purpose of the of the Shropshire Cricket Board is, I guess. Mm. Are they looking to compete at the minor county level or are we just trying to get club cricket, club mm. club sides as high into the Birmingham League as possible? I'm not sure it's necessarily benefited um, the actual county side. But that's, yeah, again, personal opinion. Yeah, yeah. I, I do get your point, well. Mm. You know, right? Yeah, yeah. It's an interesting it's an interesting debate. The the only other thing that I would say is that something that I have noticed, obviously the leagues have become stronger, and I'm not sure whether it's a a direct reason because of what's happened with the leagues, or whether it's actually to do with everything that's happened in the world in regards to COVID and finances and things like this. But um, Lloyd, I'd like to bring you in on this one. It, it does seem that the smaller sides are getting smaller whilst the bigger sides are kind of getting bigger. Yeah, I agree. Much much like uh, in uh, certain businesses in uh, independence, where uh, the smaller clubs are uh, are uh, getting there. Yeah, I, say I completely agree there. Some of the big clubs are perhaps pinching some of the cream off the crop and uh, taking it from there, and the uh, smaller clubs are, you know, we've got stalwarts and uh, the, the faithfuls that are staying with, and uh, the smaller clubs are perhaps only picking up uh, new signings here and there, or people are perhaps moving into the area from from elsewhere, um, or being reliant on your junior setup and the the lads who are um, staying in the sport. And obviously, um, as the news always says, you know people are dropping out of sport, dropping out of cricket for for other reasons. Um, mm. And uh, you, you're only getting out of a, a full cohort of juniors. You're only bringing you know two or three decent players through. Do you think that we're do you think there's a chance that we're only about five, ten years away from a very similar system to the Australian one where you've kind of got your grade levels where, you know, you have your big sides like Sentinel, Ludlow, Wellington, etc. And then you have multiple different sides going down the levels and they all kind of compete in like a, you know, various divisions. And then you have your kind of village league on its own where the sides that can put out a village sides can play, but the rest of it, you know, the system kind of goes to the bigger sides. It is actually funny you say that because obviously playing every year, I learned that it's quite a small area. Each leagues are very small. And you go through the grades and like, well, from where I was, the grades were, you had A grade, it was the same teams in the top division, second division, third, no promotion relegation. It's very interesting. It's quite interesting you come up with that because I wasn't thinking of that, but yeah. No, oh, cheers, Andy. Well, <laughs> you are quite interested sometimes. <laughs> I got a nod. I'll take that, mate. That's probably the nicest thing you've ever done to me. No, I think Lloyd made a point about the smaller clubs and then you, you find that, I think, younger players then that want to go and aspirations then to say, obviously play a high cricket or to try and get into the county side they're leaving then Shropshire Premier sides possibly too soon because they think they have to go um, and yeah. I think we'll come on to it at some point about who's mm -hmm. gone where and I think you can still prove your point before you go to that step above um, and I think you've, yeah. that, that perception you've got to then go and play for a, a, a Shrewsbury or a Shifnal yeah. or a Bridge North yeah I mean Andy do you think that you've changed much in your cricket in the last five, six years that has made a difference? I've got to be honest, I, I wish I'd have played a higher level. Yeah, it's like changed. <laughs> size changed. <laughs> yeah. me to it. To be honest, Lloyd, it hasn't made an extra large since I was about 15, well, no, probably 12. Um, uh, no, to be, to be fair. I'm I've, modern uh, kit's a bit more slimmer as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having to breathe in this cow corner. Was yeah, you gave yeah. me the sizes, mate. Uh, I, I didn't I didn't order skins for you. Uh, Hawk is tight, actually. For me. <laughs> it's very nice. Yeah, it's very for you. Tight oh, on yeah. fat people. <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> 
Hey, but, come on. But no, one thing I will say is um, I, I wish I'd have moved, knowing the level that I'm playing at now, I wish I'd have moved years and years ago. and I think I'd have been a better player for it. Uh, but the only thing is I don't really regret the clubs I've played for, so I'm not really, you know, upset about it. But it's just a shame I haven't really been able to stay, stay at a club. I mean, obviously the progression this year, I've left Wem to go to Schiffnall to progress myself. Um, but it is a bit of a shame I couldn't stay at a club, you know, and play at that level for for a bit longer because I haven't wanted to move all the time. Played for some great clubs, but and I, not one. <laughs> Sometimes the money's just good, eh, Just. I wish, mate. I, 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 I wish. I wish. But I wish. But no, it's honestly, it's 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 one of them. Mate, for me, I've been a bit of a journeyman, um, and you know, one day I might end up going back to one of my old clubs and relaxing, playing in the twos with Graham Tro. Oh. <laughs> one day that's a kind of it's exclusive a right anyway i realize we've probably been talking for about 40 minutes and i'm just going to be doing my editing looking at this when i'm editing it later and thinking how i'm going to cut this all up um so anyway me a fat <laughs> so anyway let's move ourselves on to our first division and the shropshire prem so the Shropshire Prem in 2023 consists of relegated side Wem Cricket Club, Ludlow last season's champions, then in order of where they finished last season, Whitchurch, Quat, Sentinel, Wellington, Maidley, Newport, Shelton, St George's, Oswestry and newly promoted Shrewsbury second 11. So guys, two big things in the Prem this season. First of all, Colour kit and white balls, Andy. Absolutely over the moon for everyone. I think it's the way forward, uh, especially if, like, we'll probably talk to Will about it in a minute. Um, if Ludlow had have played in the qualifications to get through to the Birmingham League and they'd have been stepping up this year, they'd have gone into white ball without playing any white ball cricket. So I keep saying it, I was a big advocate for it and I'm delighted it's come in. I don't know what everyone thinks of it. Maybe some teams don't like it, but... I think it is a good push from Shropshire and Shropshire just moving on now and we've, yeah. you know, we've been a bit behind in my opinion. I don't want to be too overcritical, but yeah. it's not an easy thing to choose to do. But no, it's all right. I think it's a good move. I really do. You know, it's, uh, yeah, it's good. I think it's a good move from yeah. the league. Uh, spoken to, well, we spoke to Coventry and North Warwickshire on yeah, yeah. Uh, Taron, um on the uh, Birmingham League show and he was talking about how um, their league have been playing for a few years and how he thinks that they're going to have a big advantage moving into next season because they've been playing the white ball cricket and um, because it may take a bit of time and obviously, well, if you go up this season and you get the chance, you're going to have that advantage of having played white ball cricket and you'll be, have at least some idea compared to those who may join you if you go up. Yeah, it's... um. I think it's been needed. It's been a few years coming. Um, I think most of the sides, I've spoken to a few of them towards the back end of last year, there's obviously rumours of happening, um, are, are pretty positive and pretty keen. I think we have to, besides when, we'll all have to learn pretty quickly. Um, so, yeah, it'll be new to us, but um, apparently the, the white balls go a bit further and they probably do a little bit less, but then... Yeah, I, I always found it depends on the balls actually mm. because it, Shropshire obviously will be having their own ball. It won't be this. It might not be the same as what yeah. we had last year, but it, it does swing uh, quite a lot early on, quite dramatically, and the seam is quite proud, so it does nibble around. So it is actually quite difficult. But again, as I say, you get bat on the ball. It's just 
it, it just flies. So mm. it's an interesting thing. I mean, just just to say it again, I think we've spoke about this before, and especially on the Burnley podcast, Worthfield, obviously fair play to them. They sorted themselves out after the first five games, but they lost all their first five, I think it was, by mm. four games when it came up to the Birmingham yeah. League. And for me, like as a, a, a player that plays in Shropshire, you don't want your Shropshire clubs getting battered first five games. You yeah. want them to go up knowing how to play white ball cricket yeah. and staying in that Birmingham league. So I is think it, it's a good move. Is it as someone who's never played white ball cricket? What is what is I it? Is, is, yeah, I know. <laughs> well, you never know. You never know. There may be some kind of like charity event that yeah. for. No, I will no, never no, play no. white ball cricket. There's no, there's <laughs> literally... Someone might hit your bowling into, into a can of paint, yeah. white paint. It's the only way you'll ever play white ball cricket. Good chance, good chance if Andy's doing a job um, in the area, which um, what I was going to say, Andy, is what what are the main differences? What, what, what is it that takes so long to kind of get used to white ball cricket? I, I mean, as a bowler, I really enjoyed it. I, mm. I had a lot of success with the white ball, especially at Wem, where I can get, get a lot of seam movement. Um, it's just, for, for me, it's a different game. Obviously, it, it, it's going to take all the Shropshire clubs. It's not just one Shropshire club. I mean, Wem, obviously, are going to be used to it. But for me, it actually suited Wem in the first place because I think Wem are a very aggressive side. Yeah. They all play aggressive cricket, even in the red ball. They try and <clears> score 300-plus <throat> every week. They, they just whack it. So... I think obviously they they were pretty much ready for it, and I think we had a mm. good start. To be fair, when we went into it, but for all the Shropshire clubs, they're all going into it, not realizing, like you're not knowing what they're going to going to be in mm. for. But for me, a lot of the clubs in the Burnley, they just go the first ten yeah. overs. They just want to whack it, yeah. and they just want to they want to start going at sevens and over. You know, from the start. It's, it's With that game. news, then, um, well, who who do you think has set up well in the prem to have a good go at this white ball cricket? And also, are you looking forward to wearing coloured gowns? Yeah, I, I love stash. So yeah, yeah, we're looking forward to. It. We've got a good, yeah, a good. Uh, good deal on with Hawk as well that we've they've sorted us out again this year. Good. <laughs> no, yeah, nice stash. Um, but no, in terms of like clubs that I think would sort of benefit from it and do all right. Obviously, like when the obvious ones haven't been there and done it before mm. but then just to compare it say to the pink ball stuff and the, um, the, the like the 100 competitions quite have always been good in the last couple of years have that gone through yeah, the national they'll, they'll so yeah. i think that'll suit it and then you talk about aggressive batting i mean dread to think how far jace can hit a white ball <laughs> <laughs> That's, that is very true. I, I guess he's probably played quite a lot of it as yeah, well yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure all the all the overseas lads overseas, would have played yeah. quite a lot of cricket as well do you I hope they've played a lot of cricket, mate, if they're uh, overseas. The They'll be clubs checking TVs now. <laughs> Canelli's an overseas, so he played two games. Yeah. <laughs> Just fancied it, mate. Wanted on holiday. I don't know, uh, got one. <laughs> Lloyd, what, what, do you think that this is something that could end up flowing down and trickling down into the leagues below, or do you think it could be a finance thing? Um, to be honest, we were talking about that in the club the, uh, the other week, and uh, the, the general consensus was everyone else thought it would slowly come down. Um, to be honest, I was talking to uh, Steve Gray in the last season, and he actually made quite a good point for once. Um, that, uh, <laughs> I've uh, just been with him, and yeah, I agree. So it was Steve. To say that... Um, <laughs> thank you. Um, yeah, to, to say in terms of the, the coloured kit, especially in the juniors... Um, if you're talking about finance, um, you know, if you if someone's struggling to 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 buy whites, but let's say for a junior, 
um, if they're buying a coloured kit, you can just put it with any trackies or and it, that shirt can then be used out and about. But very few road traders are walking around in a sergeant shirt, mm. um, white shirt. Whereas with a, with a coloured Frankton shirt, um, you could you could walk around as a, you know, it could be a sport shirt to go and play squash, to go and run in your part running. Um, and therefore, you, it's it's a shirt that you, you're um, you, you're able to wear and it's a it's a bit of sports kit rather than just a bit of white. Jeez, I got I got yeah, slated. Away, I, I, I got <laughs> slated the one year playing at Sentinel preseason. I am like I said to you the other day at Hawk when I bought some proper new boots. badgery chat. This isn't it? Yeah. Oh, talking about I, sort of demeaning of the people's oh, yeah. gears. I I had to go to Sports Direct <laughs> because I forgot to buy boots for the season preseason game for Sentinel Sports Direct Slazingers. I got ripped. All game, it was horrendous. I, I literally straight on the internet, bang, bought some boots the next day. I couldn't, I couldn't do it, honestly. Shane, oh, Shane Gwilt, he's the one he had a good go at me. He did so. Just don't sue the podcast for me bringing you up. Um, obviously, but yeah, so. I think I think it will. I hope it does come down. Um, it, I said it, it would bring a bit of interest, and it would perhaps make people think cricket's a little bit less um stuffy. You know, it's, yeah, I agree with you. I think we've mentioned it here before. Like we've played a bit of coloured kit cricket and it just feels it's just i don't know i don't know whether it's because they don't play it all the time mm. that you that it's the unique feeling that you put it on and you get ah oh, and i just love gears i've realized to other people that you know cricket may not be like the be all and end all to getting cricket kit is not the uh <laughs> what about what about the older generation josh <laughs> would you honestly what's your honest opinion on color kit i've always been a bit of a traditionalist but i i do see now that there is a need to move on um and i think it's a good move that we're now doing white ball cricket in the prem i'm sure as lloyd says it will filter down to the lower division as well mm-hmm. and it's right really you know it, it as you said it prepares you for the birmingham league it's what the kids these days are watching the hundred yeah. they're yeah. watching t20 cricket 50 over cricket it's, it's all colour kit now so why not mm. why not embrace it I think Lloyd has actually made a really good point about the trackies oh yeah, 100% yeah, when, yeah, when, yeah. if you get a friend who comes to yeah. play cricket what do they wear trackies who doesn't have you a black I mean? pair of trackies exactly per, yeah perfect yeah, yeah I agree with that massively so yes I, I'm a reformed traditionalist yes no. we've turned in anyway we completely digress so um <laughs> are we doing a fucking preview i know sorry guys sorry guys we've just completely <laughs> gone off piste and we've started talking about it right so anyway when we've come down from the Birmingham league last season andy we'll talk to you as you jump ship what are your thoughts on when do you think that they've got a chance of coming straight back up very interesting um oh. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of, yeah, I'm sat on the fence with it, really. I'm struggling to, I don't, I'd love for them to go straight back up, mm. but I'm not sure if they'll be ready this year. But with the white ball advantage that Will has just said, I completely agree. We were talking about it earlier. It's 100% going to be an advantage for the white ball. Um, I, I just, I, yeah, I, I really hope they bounce back mm. and go back up because they've got such a great squad. The club's run unbelievably. They're, they're a fantastic mm. club. Honestly, I've, I'm really going to miss playing now. I am really going to miss it, and uh, I wish them all the best this season. But I cannot. It's hard. I'm, we're going to do our teams in a in a bit. Yeah, and we'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm in two minds of who's going to win the league this year. Yeah, when we've brought in overseas, Mohammed Irfan, they've obviously lost yourself and Alex Olerenshaw. Zimmer. Uh, Zimmer. You know, and Wag. How much of a miss are they going to be for when this season? 
always going to miss players as a club. But one thing that, uh, again, another thing that Will said, and I mean, Lloyd playing for Frankton, that the team is pretty much what Wem have always been. Mm. Uh, me and Zimmer came in for a couple of years. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah I, guess, I guess, yeah, the team, the team apart yeah. from Ben Peel is the same side that's, and Alio. Yeah. Similar size to what went up, I Two guess. Got promoted, yeah. And I think there's some good youngsters. Um, you got Ollie Cooper looking really good. I mean, Harry Astley, I don't think quite excelled in the uh, the Birmingham League. So uh, for them youngsters now, they can get back into Shropshire Prem cricket and hopefully they can just push on again. And then next time when they're in the Birmingham League again, hopefully, uh, you know, they can excel then and get better and stronger. So mm. it was a bit early for a couple of players, you know, and, and the thing was a few players, I mean, we were, we were quite a good age, people like Dan Cohen, you know, perfect age for it. But with injuries last year, a massive blow. Dan was out all season pretty much. Mm. It was right off for him, really. And he's one of the best bowlers I've, I've played with, you know, missing. I mean, Ali O came in last year and did a great job, but missing Dan last season. As an opening partner with me, it was it was difficult to change with Ali Oaks. We're very similar. Where Dan is, he's top top bowler, and him coming back this year, hopefully fully fit, massive. And Martin Davis as well. Mm. He was out most of last season. If he's fit. So Whitchurch, I do ended up going to the Birmingham League playoffs. Uh, brought in Will Lewis from Calverhall, Mohammed Fahim from Newport, and Shabir Khan from Newport. There was Michael Robinson has been made their captain and Maz, their vice-captain. They've obviously lost a couple of players um, who've decided that they're going to play a bit more local um, to their home. But, um, I mean, bringing in a player like Shabir Khan, who's got wickets galore in recent seasons, well, it's got to be, you've got to be looking at them to be uh, there and thereabouts again next season. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Shabir is, yeah, he's an unbelievable, unbelievable bowler, being there, done it. Um, for numerous years. Um, so as long as those guys have got runs on the board, he'll bowl out a lot of sides. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's probably, a, if you're looking through all the transfers as such, that's probably the biggest name and the biggest move. I'd have, I'd, without um, an overseas, apart from overseas, I think that is probably. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. In terms of switching between clubs, that's probably the biggest move. Um, it's been the biggest wicket take, wasn't it, I think? Because... Didn't he take sixty odd wickets the one year? Yeah, he's he's always above that. He's mm. around that fifty, 50 mark, mark every year, and mm. as a leg, he offers something completely different. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's another leggy in the league like him at all. No one in the top ten. So, mm. um, no, me yeah, a massive signing. Um, I don't know about obviously taking the captaincy and and Maz still around there. Um, yeah, still solid players. So, um, yeah, anticipate they'll be right up there. Quat, um, they're overseas being called it Duan. Um, they've brought in Harvey Sage from Warfield and Dan Handley from Brosley. Sentinel haven't brought anyone in as of yet that we can see. Um, Wellington have brought back William Mashinga. Uh, Maidley have, have brought in Dave Hemming from Wombourne and also Yosoda Mendes again. Um, and have brought in another overseas, Yashathito Wajensum. And at Newport haven't brought in another bought in anyone from what we can see um shelton have brought back siobhan brooks and the only other side who have brought in signings are shrewsbury second 11 who have exercised the new rule in second 11s are allowed to bring in an overseas if their first 11 are playing in the Birmingham league mm-hmm. which means they've been able to bring in tom winchester who was the overseas last season. They've brought him back to play in the twos. Uh, they've signed Josh McDonald uh, from Wellington and obviously Ole- Alex Olerenshaw from Wem, but having spoken to Will on the Birmingham League show, he says he sees Alex 
being more of a part of their first eleven. So, guys, having a look at that and having a look at the Prem, who do you think's made some good business there? I I just want to say that I think Quat Craig Jones has stepped down as captain. Yeah, Jed's taken so over. So Jed's taken yeah. over. So I think they're going to go for a new it's going to be a different regime for them. I think they they could possibly push on a few signings. Yeah, signed Harvey can, Sage from Warfield. A young lad, like, yeah. And a decent yeah, pro. Which decent they, pro. Didn't have one last year, let's be honest. Form yeah. at all. I mean, it's something that you've said for a few years, obviously getting Harvey, who's a bit younger, you know. He's going to you, prove you, himself this year. Yeah, you, you've said for a bit, that you know, that you wanted younger lads turning up at Quat. Yeah, I think they've... I'm not, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to be rude and say they've gone stale or anything. I think they've got ability. All the, um, all the senior players that play for Quat, they all chip in. They do a great job every year. But we've we have been maybe you. Yeah, I think you've been a bit harsh sometimes calling the draw he's made every week early. But at the end of the day, I I think they just a few youngsters. Obviously Whitney going back last year. Mm-hmm. You know, a bit more youth in that side with some of the youngsters have already got. You know, I think they could be strong this year. Yeah, I think it's a good thing for them. To be honest, yeah. it was almost due a change. You could sense. Um, I think Jed will be a good leader for the mm. for them. He's um, obviously experienced in that side as well. Mm. Um, and by all accounts, the the, the pro mm. they've signed absolutely moose okay. is it? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I was going to say over like the last few years. I mean, look at what they did in that. Was it the hundred or was it the T twenty? Turned into the T twenty. I mean, through. it's yeah. fantastic. But the only, the only thing was, obviously, they, they you know they haven't quite been able to get over the line and and win the league. So I think that will definitely be their goal. Their goal is always going to be to get get promoted. But you know, it's another year, and we'll see. Won't we? Sentinel not brought in anyone as of yet, and not announced an overseas that I can imagine, unless someone else has heard something that I haven't. They have an overseas. They've got, as well, yeah, have they? they've got one. Of, they've got an off spinner in. Have uh, they? West Indian. West Indian. Ah, that's good. Um, I'm not sure of his name. Can't remember. He's going to come work for me, actually. <laughs> I forgot his name. I forgot. Ed, Ed told me his name. But um, I think he's a, a spinner that bats. I think he's maybe middle yeah. order, I think, from the sound. I'm not sure. I'm not quite sure. But um, apart from that, really, I've not heard a great deal of business from him, really. No, but I, I think they they look they're looking like they're in a good place, Sentinel, as a club. Yeah, they've lost. Um, obviously, Mickey will be a, a big oh, loss to them. Huge. He's gone. I think he was, to he North. was a great bloke as well. Mm. Was a great bloke off the pitch, proper yeah. professional, and he's gone to the Norfolk League. I think Jason was, was playing against him a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, but now they've yeah signed an off spin. <clears throat> Talking to Jimmy Shaw today, it's about the they've got a team now full of spinners. They have, yeah. I think they've got. <laughs> One seam if Johnny Evans is still there. I yeah, think. Well, we'll got, and, Gwil- and, and Johnny, Gwilty. Johnny Evans and Gwilty. Yeah, I, I mean it's a shame with Mal if his shoulder's not right. He, um, I don't think he'll be bowling that much. But they, they are struggling with that option. They, they could do with a quick, in my opinion. That's been their strength for last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Kyle and then Mickey, yeah. and now to not have that, yeah. it's a loss. But it'll just mean Albert Road's going to be like an absolute dust bowl. <laughs> 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 So, guys, uh, we'll quickly move ourselves through this. So, who who do you think are going to be the top five in the Prem this season? Um, we'll start with Lloyd. Looking at the Prem, I think, um, not just because he's around the table, but I think Ludlow have got to be strong, rolling on from, you know, yeah, you learn how to win, and obviously they're, they're, in, they're in the way. Oh, it is in the moment. Um, surely, when with their experience against the white ball, I would say those are the two teams that I'd be uh, looking at the results for. 
from writing it down, I've changed my mind a few times, but I'm going to back ourselves to be right up there. I can't come on the pod and say that we're going to finish sixth. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I think Wem will be up there. And it's quite which church and I was talking between Wellington and Sentinel. I think Wellington will probably stay in that, pushing that top five. Mishinga back another year. Mm. Lloyd E. Wendell. Um, so yeah, that would be the, the top five. If you ask me to do an order in a bit, I'll do an order. <laughs> Beef? Very tough to do an order. Um, I'm hoping when my, my former club uh, do the business this year, I really do. Uh, but I've got to say, from like an outside point of view, I thought it was a fantastic year to see Ludlow win the league last year. I do think Whitchurch, after having a bit of a taste for it, I think if they sign well, um, I still think if they've lost a few players, they might need to sign a couple more before the season. But I think they're the sort of club that can do that. Um, I would have thought they'd be up there. Uh, so sort of top three. And then it's quite Wellington Sentinel, really. Um, and I can't really see past them, really. It, it's it's a really difficult league to to guess who's going to who's going to win it. But I'm going to I'm going to back the Wem boys. Sorry, mate. Entitled to your opinion. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but I disagree. <laughs> That's what this show's about, me. <laughs> and on that bombshell, we move ourselves on to Division Joss. <laughs> Division, Division Joss. Joss. <laughs> Just gone. You can pick your top uh, five. Well, yeah, it's um, it's based on my thoughts rather than what any experience whatsoever. Um, I think Ludlow are going to have a very good season. I back them to win it. I'm not just saying that because Will's here, but they, they did it last year. They they had only positive changes to their squad, I think. So I'm going with Ludlow. I think I think Wem, I don't think Wem are going to do as well as Andy thinks. You know, they've lost two key players in Waggy and Zim. So <laughs> <laughs> I think they, they might struggle a bit. Um, Quat, Quat, always there or thereabouts. I think you should never, never, never discount Quat and Sensel. We once wrote them off. I'll never do it again. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Ed Ashley. You said they haven't signed. I think Ed Ashley was saying they have gone overseas. So I think I think Sensel could be um, could be an interesting one to look out for. And and as uh, Will just said, Wellington. I think Wellington will be up there as well. That, that's the um, ones I'm back in. Fantastic, yeah. I, I I wouldn't disagree with any of you. I'll go Sentinel, Wem, Ludlow, Whitchurch, Quart. Fantastic. Ooh, wow. Right, let's move ourselves on to Division 1. Okay, so moving ourselves on to Division 1 and in Division 1 in 2023. We've got relegated from the Prem. We've got All Scott Heath, Schiffnell, 2nd 11. Bridge North, 2nd 11. Bowmere Heath, Wellington 2nd 11, Chirk, Frankton, Newtown, Kund, Werfield, and joining them are newly promoted Lillishall and Roxeter. So Lloyd, Division 1 looking stronger than it's ever looked, I'd say. I'd say so, yeah. It's going to be a tough league for, for everybody, I think, uh, in terms of um, clubs that come down, but also people, uh, clubs that are retained and signed. Um, uh, yeah, it's going to be, uh, there's going to be a few players that... Um, if they, if they perform on the day, you know, um, the the likes of Chirk of, uh, with Andy and whatnot, and depending on how much he can play this year, I, I said they were, they were running away with it at one point. Um, mm. And uh, then with the football season or injury, um, and uh, the likes of ourselves, um, unfortunately lost players mid-season um, and, and, and 
and these other players <coughs> also have, have signed well. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, Joss, uh, your thoughts on Division One this season? Division One, yeah, um, uh, agree with Lloyd. Really, I think it'll be it'll be a good season. It's a it's a good division. It's a strong division for Division One. When you look where Division One was some years ago, I think it's getting stronger and stronger. Cun will be one to look out for. They've obviously signed. They've sold. They've got Craig Heath. They've got Alex Johnson. They've got Ed Davis. But a lot will depend on how much they play. Um, in previous seasons, they've not played that much. If they play 16, 17 games this season, I think they'll be top two material. But um, rumour has it they're losing a few, but they're not necessarily bad losses. They're gobshites that have gone elsewhere and poisoned the club, to be honest. So probably made them stronger, to be honest. Chirk, uh, exactly as Lloyd says, if Swarbrick's playing... 1920 games they're up there for me and all scott all scott i think as frankton did for a few years sort of flitted between div one and the prem i, I think all scott are in that position now and i think as you say they've signed well so i think all scott will be will be challenging as well it'll be, it'll be a good division good division i think the team you haven't mentioned in that which caught my eyes i guess bohemia heath yeah yeah um, yeah They've still got they've kept the same group of lads they're Tom, right in Tom the mix Ellison, they've yeah. got tom yeah. ellison isn't yeah. uh, jake you're your, your old boy there yeah, yeah. exactly and i like, think i think this is the toughest league of a lot personally yeah, yeah well if you look at mm. as you just mentioned as they've cooned with the signings they've made of simran yeah. and aj there yeah. for a, a three quarters of the games they'll be right up there yeah. especially yeah. on that I'll, ground yeah yeah quite i'll be keen to see how um learn together as well on fire at the moment um and rockster resurgent back in div one and mm. um, yeah. I, I i think they'll struggle but i'm curious to see how they'll get on both of them yeah yeah um like you said it's i think with chirk they always start the season really well it's just how they deal with swarbrick leaving halfway well not halfway but the final the final third of the season for football and various other things um Kunz with those signings if they can get if they can get those players playing more regularly, Andy, that's that's a yeah. good set of signings, isn't it? I, I completely agree with what Joss says. Really, it depends on how many games they're going to play. Um, I think they've got a, a, a decent, decent side, decent squad. I think they can still add. I think they're still probably short in the bowling department. Depending on if Alex Johnson comes back and is actually fit to bowl, he has bowled a bit indoor. Still quality. Like you remember Alex back in the days. Yeah. He's had real bad shoulder issues and uh, it's he, been a big loss for he's, him. He's nicked me off a few times. Before. Oh, God, he, he bowls that horrible line, left arm, just, just nibbled it away. Um, but if he can get himself like fit and, fit and well, get his shoulder right, if he can bowl even five overs a week, that's going to be huge for him. But this this league is just it, it's just mad. Um, what about you, your... Struggle to pick a winner, yeah. Yeah, what about the, the Schiffnall boys? Well, I mean, Schiffnall, for me, going to net, obviously we've signed Harvey, haven't we? Um, Harvey, it's Wakefield in it, isn't it? Yeah. Do you think Do you think Harvey's more of a signing for the twos, or do you think he's a prospect for the ones? Yeah, Harvey. Harvey's he, to me he looks very compact, very good cricketer. Looks like he'd do very well. Obviously, it'd be interesting going from uh, Division um, Two into the Birmingham League. But I'd love to think he, he might get. I, I, I'm not sure on the on the eighth when we play Smethwick. Maybe he might get a go. Might get a run out. I'm not sure. Um, I did speak to him the other day about it, and uh, you know, 
he's going to work his socks off for his opportunity because he really loves his cricket and he wants to work hard and, and get in the first team like, like you do. Um, I think he's a great addition to the team. And I think, to be honest, with the signings, Schiffnell signing five, five, I think it's five players, it's only going to strengthen the seconds. Yeah, massively. The, their man bridge north are so dependent on the success, I guess, of the first team and how many players are going to get called up. Yeah. We've seen that with Shrewsbury yeah. bouncing up and down, depending on how many players are getting called up to the first level. Yeah. Um, you'd imagine if Schiffman signed their, their yeah. second team, they're going to get stronger. Yeah. Whereas I'm not sure if Bridge North of Boyle Council have lost a few. Mm. How many of their second team from last year are now mm. going to be playing first level? Well, when yeah. they realise I'm shit, I'll be in the second, in the first, second yeah. week of the season, won't I? <laughs> no, you won't, mate. But. No, well, it's <laughs> no, it's an interesting point. Obviously, Schiffnell didn't have the best of years last season across the club for availability, and it kind of affected every side that they had. But you look at the sides; you take a second to look at the sides in Division One: Allscott, Schiffnell, Bridge North, Bowmere, Wellington, Chirp, Frankton, Newtown, Kund, Werfield, Lillishaw, Rochester. They're all sides who have been. They've been either in the Prem or there or thereabouts in Division One for the last few years. You know, it's it's a strong division. Yeah, but a lot of them have. A lot of these sides have played in the in the Prem, haven't they, over the last fair few years? And it's it's mad seeing the second team since coming down from the reserve division. Really, how how they've progressed as well, because it is massively dependent on how the first get on. We all know that. We, you know, we're not stupid. We all we all know that's the crack, but. You know, looking at some of these sides, I mean, like like Frankton. I mean, I think if if the pro hadn't got away last year, you would would you have won the league? Do you think? Possibly. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think. I, 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 I do it's think you, one one person can carry a team, but um, yeah. No, but I think um, it lifts it lifts the squad. The numbers. You've got a good yeah, squad. Yeah, yeah. You learn to win, and you can get yourself out of sticky situations with someone who, who pulls something out of the bag, and as he was doing it every other week, it, um, it, it doesn't half help. What are your aims this year, then, Lloyd? Is the aim to get promoted? A bit more stability this year, and aims always get promoted. Yeah, we want to we, we want to play as high as we can. You know, we're, we're not we're not there to to just make up the numbers. Um, we uh, we've got some lads there who have really performed for us over the last few years. Um, who are now sort of finding their feet in the ones um, and uh, towards the end of last season really put some put some numbers against their name um, and yeah uh, again obviously stability is, is I think um, the end of your question there um, stability will will help us um, with it but again that's against some really strong opposition this year you know if it was against this, uh, last year's um, Div one I think we'd be we'd be in a good place but like I said it's going to be a tough ask this year because uh, in all honesty because it's like I said. It's a, it's a strong one. Now, something I'd ask this season, given that in the Prem and obviously in Div 1, the sides have come up, have gone down last season. How do we think that Lillishaw and Roxeter will get on? Sides who did very well last season. Well, Joss is a ex Roxeter boy. What, what do you reckon you could uh, you could say about Roxeter? Eh? Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Scoff in your face. Look at, the, look at last year's. Give two stats. If you look at the players in, in uh, with bat and ball. Mm. Um, most of the top twenty. There's lots of roster names there. Um, obviously, I, I, I'll be this honest. Why I we invited them on? Hey, I, I work with no. Um, you know, you got um, Aaron Eccles. Um, he was up there with the bat and Callum Hodson. Is it? Um, and then I said, there's four in the in the top top twelve. There's four bowlers and there's three batsmen, and they're they're all roster in, in Div two. So, um, whereas Middlesbrough, I was uh, struggling to find names. So um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's 
obviously bodes well for them um, going up a level if you've got not just one or two players playing well. Uh, and they've still got some names that have been there before. I mean, you've still got um, Charlie Hay that's there, Rob, Robbie Jones, Robbie, Rob Davies, sorry. Dan Harris. Dan Harris, yeah. You know, they, they play in that standard. They've gone down, they've come back up. So, yeah, I think I think they'll be all right. I hope the, they're all right. Yeah, I was going to say the only the other reason why you may not be able to find Lillishaw names on play cricket is for some reason Lillishaw and Albury's to play to cricket merged. seems to have merged. So Albury can't play cricket at the moment. Albury won Division Two last year, apparently. And Harvey as Sage well as coming tenth in Division One. <laughs> yeah. And Harvey Sage is the top run scorer for Albury Wakefield. last season. Harvey Wakefield, Wakefield yeah. sorry, is the top run scorer for Albury last season as well as uh, Lillishaw. So he's had more clubs than me. <laughs> If you look on Franklin's cricket, Andy had the highest strike rate of all our batsmen last year. Okay, so out of the second eleven, Schiffnall, Bridge North, Wellington, Werfield, who do we think will do the best this season and who do you think will struggle the most? Uh, looking at it probably uh, based on what Beef was saying about Schiffnall signing and, and then being, um, yeah, still aside coming down from the Prem, you'd anticipate that they'll probably be one of the stronger ones. Um, I think Werfield's looking at the stats have sort of dropped the last couple of years um, and depending on how their first team have signed again, um, not sure who is going to be, um, be necessarily playing in, in their second team or, or getting <clears> to the first team. So I'd probably be looking at maybe Werfield, one of the sides that may be struggling in that league in comparison to um, to Schiffnall. I think Wellington have always been sort of there or thereabouts the last couple of years, mid-table side. Um, Again, they've lost a couple in their first 11, so I'm not sure if any youngsters are going to have to step up to the first team. I think there's quite a bit depends on how fluid the um, interaction between first and seconds is with these clubs as well. Um, I, don't, I don't know if you know what it's like at Shift or now, Andy, but I think with some clubs, they, they seem to, it's almost like two different squads, if you like, mm. rather, rather than one club. Um. From what I've seen at Schiffnall, there's a real good like togetherness. Really, um, I'm pretty. I think Mark uh, Bissell said he was going to be skipper in the twos. I think, and he's a good clubman, good cricketer. I mean, he, a lot of the lads at Schiffnall that I would have thought would be playing twos this year have, have all played first team cricket um, over the last few years, and I just think we've got a great squad. So I I do think we're going to have a good season. Uh, it's hard coming into a new club saying, oh, we're going to win the league, we're going to do this. But um, I could see him having a very good season. But putting it again, like we, we keep saying it, the second team's playing against uh, first teams like Allskirt, Bomer, I mean, Chirk, Frankton, they're going to be putting teams out every week and it's their first team. Yeah. First team, yeah, which is good. You know, and it's not, it it's is, not such it a drop, is it, between your second and your first? No, it, it and is. Like similarly, it's not. It's not too bad, is yeah. it? You know, I know slightly lower level, but obviously yeah. we're division two and division seven. Exactly. Kuns division one, division six. It, it's if you're bouncing between mm. those two teams, it's a hell of a difference in standard. I, I think one of the yeah. one of the big things it all, all always depends on, and what I found when you know playing for Central, playing against the likes of Shrewsbury, and well, you'd probably see it as well, like playing against some of the twos. If their thirst do have a bad week, it depends what fixtures they fall on, really. Because if they fall on a fixture against, say, Allsket, you know, they're going to get a battering. If it, it falls against one of the lower sides, you can get away with it for a couple of weeks. It really just depends on the season. And I mean, a lot of clubs like Shrewsbury Cricket Club are probably one of the, the worst for it with the schools. Yeah. You know, some weeks they can have real bad numbers. And they seem to later in the yeah. season just pick up, don't they? Because all their school, school boys turn up. 
Lloyd, what's your top five in Division One? Top five. I reckon Altcott will be there. They're going to be what we were called a few years ago. They'll be the Norwich of the uh, Cricket League. Um, they'll be back up, I think. So I'll go Altcott uh, first. Um, Shicknell, second place. Bridge North, three. Four, five, six. I go between no four, five. I go between Bowmere and Cunt, and I reckon we'll be we'll finish at six, perhaps fifth at a push if we uh, if we just pip them on a on a couple of fixtures. I think the top two will be as the teams that have come down. I do think it'll be all skip. I think they're a very strong squad. Yeah. Um, Schiffner will obviously depend on um, availability, but I hope I hope they can switch it round and maybe win the league. Yeah. Um, and then to be honest, I'm. I'm not going to go down the Bridge North route. I'm going to go for, I think, Frankton, Kund, and possibly Boma Heath for my top five. Oh, Will? Um, I've gone on the basis of the first 11s. I think we'll have a better season. Um, (laughs) So actually only one second 11 gets in the top five. So I've got Schiffner finishing fifth. Um, I've got... Cooned finishing fourth uh, based on hoping Zimmer's availability. Mm-hmm. And third, I've got Chirk. I think they were right in the mix until um, mm-hmm. sort of the last month of the season. Um, and then second, I've got All Scott. And first, I'm back in Bohemia. Back in Bohemia? Yeah. That's a big call. I like that. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, nice club. Not like the ground. As long as they keep all their players together, I, I can see why. Yeah. Good side. In no order, I'm going All Scott, Schiffnall. Bowmere, Chirk, Kund. No, Frankton. Frankton to finish sixth. Frankton to finish sixth. Well, no, why is he doing this to me? Um, You got Lloyd on here. You said he's a legend. Biggest cricket badger. He's the best. Thinks it's sliced bread and then you slate him. It's it's club. (laughs) Put him in sixth. If they had, if they're overseas, if it had stayed for the whole season, you know, maybe they'd have been top two, three, I don't know. But again, we couldn't. If you can get a full season out of Craig Heath, mm. game changer. Ed Davis is a big one as well. He's a good all-round cricketer. Obviously, very good indoor player, plays indoor. Hasn't played a lot of cricket lately, though, is he? Over the last probably, I'd say, six, seven years. Moved to Sentinel, looked looked decent when he played. But, you know, he's a he's a very, very talented cricketer. Mm. Everyone forgets him. He, he played for Montgomery, scored. A lot of tons, yeah. a lot of runs. There's a lot of rocks with him. But, yeah, but he, genuine, he could I, be a good, I, good player for him this year. There's part of me which thinks if, if Craig Hughes is going to turn up every week and just like, if you don't get him out within the first two overs. You're going to lose a lot of balls. You're going to lose a lot of balls. <laughs> you're going to lose a lot of games of cricket against Kun, And he's going to be the top run scorer. And you can be the top run scorer with the team. You know, you, you, then Joe doesn't have the weight of the world on him. I just... I, I can't I, I can see them doing very well. I can see them finishing top top five. Just tell me I'm wrong. No, no so, so so my 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 prediction is fairly similar to everyone else's. I, I think I think Schiffnell will be up there. Uh, my top four are Schiffnell, Old Scott, Kund and Frankton, not necessarily in that order. Um and I think beyond that, I think it's anyone's game for me. That's what I like to hear, Joss. Um, Even though we just said them five, though, Joss, I actually think... Any, I said four. Ed, sorry, you said four, did you? Yeah. All right, you did the Champions League thing, did you? Yeah. I really believe in that. Yeah. Um, I do think any of them teams, 
even even obviously the two that have just been promoted. We I haven't even mentioned Newtown. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Perennial, perennial. Oh my god, I'm, t- I'm talking myself out of my top five. Where all were we going to? Hell, finish? you shit. Uh, well, not in Division One because we got relegated, mate. So um... oh, at least our first only got relegated one division. <laughs> <laughs> they're one of our more successful clubs last year <laughs> god who'd god. be captain of the second team last year anyway um <laughs> no that's great stuff guys and i've already talked myself out of my predictions for division one so please don't at me um let's move ourselves on to division two even on a budget quality is non-negotiable That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Okay, so we move ourselves on to Division 2, and the three relegated sides from Division 1 are Alberbury Cricket Club, Chow Marsh, Shelton 2nd Eleven. Sides continuing in Division 2 are Ellesmere, Beacon, Ponsbury, Wellington 3rd Eleven, Forton, Knockin, and Sentinel 2nd Eleven. The two promoted sides are Trisel and Sizden and Old Brighton. So... Who better to start with in Division 2 than Joss Elliott? Joss, so your thoughts on Division 2 next season? Division 2, as I've just said about Division 1, is just getting stronger every year. And I'm not just saying that because I'll be joined it. Um, I think it's going to be it's going to be a, a tightly fought division. I think, I think, obviously I'm a bit biased, but I think Aubrey will do well. But equally, I thought Beacon and Ponsby would shoot straight back up when they went down. They haven't yet, mm. although they're, you know they're there or thereabouts. Um, Beacon especially finished third, or no, finished whether they finished there, they're up there anyway. Um, I'm not so sure about Chelmarsh. I think they might they might not reappear in Div One. Mm. Um, I think Central underperformed last year for their yeah. second. I think they'll be up there this year. Um, very curious to see how Trice will get on as well. Good to see them um, on the up, although it's a, it's a mm. long travel for those that have to play them away. But um, yeah, I'll be curious to see how they get on, but it'll be yeah. it'll be a good division, I think. Yeah, so as you mentioned, obviously in the last two seasons, well, the last two seasons where you can get promoted, sides who have come up from Division 3 have gone straight up. Um, from Division 2. So last season, um, Chalmers and Shelton, both sides who have been promoted from Division 4 and Division 3, both finished first and second in Division 2. Um, whereas 
last season, the sides who got promoted, Rockster were the side who finished first in Division 3, who have gone straight up. Um, Lillishaw, the first regular Division 2 side to go up in the last couple of years, they'd finished sixth this season before. So you are looking at Trisland or Brighton and seeing and thinking, are they likely to go up? You know, um, possibly looking at Trisland side, he's finished fourth in Division 4 in 2019, second in Division 4 in 2021. Then have finally got over the hurdle in 2022 by finishing first. All Brighton got relegated uh, from Division 2 in 2019 and then they've come back up the second ask, um, finishing in second place coming up. Now, All Brighton obviously have an ace up their sleeve. Joss? I was just going to say that doesn't it tell you the fact that these teams getting promoted from Division 3 go straight up to Division... Sorry. Yeah, from Division 3 goes straight up to Division 1 the following year. Just tells you there's no difference in standard, really, mm. between Divisions 2, 3, and you can go further down than that. You look at Column, mm. they've been promoted the last three seasons on the bounce, and I, I'm back of them to, well, we'll come on to that in a minute, but I'm back of them to come up again. And um, But yeah. Division 1 might be that little step up because Chelmarsh and Shelton went up two years ago and both came straight back down. So yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. Does it go back to this whole thing that we're talking about, you know, because of the way that the league was restructured, you know, it may, you know, in the, in the lower leagues, if, if you get on a bit of a run and you start getting promoted, you know, it's that, it's that thing that we were talking about earlier, learning how to win games of cricket. And once you start learning how to, you know, you get the momentum, you, you can see games out and it's, it's something that Alberbury's kind of lacked, and maybe sides who are getting relegated division from Division One have lacked because they've kind of tried to stay above water, you know, above board for so long that once you know, once they do go down, they do find themselves in these mid-table positions. You look at, you know, Beacon finished fourth, Ponsby finished fifth. Ellesmere, you know, their first season back in Division 2, they finished ninth. Knockin, they finished fourth. And then this season, they finished eighth. So may- maybe coming down from Division 1 isn't necessarily an instant guarantee of going back up. Absolutely. And, and there's so many of those clubs that obviously have played in Division 1 in the last few years. All Brighton, certainly. Beacon, certainly. Charmarsh. Forton, definitely. Ellesmere, I think. Forton, Knockin, yeah. Ponsbury, Sentinel... Possibly Shelton, certainly. Trisel used to be in the Shropshire Prem. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I think, the, the I last think, five yeah. or six years, it's like everyone. It's, it's actually, I'd like to say also, it's a lovely division to play in. There's so many it's, great yeah. clubs to play against there. I was looking at our fixtures this season, mate, and it's, you know, starting off the season, Chelmarsh, then you got Shelton, then you got Beacon, then you got Ponsbury, then you got Knockin, then you got Sentinel. It's, it's a lovely season. And then you got the Trisel. <laughs> Nothing against Trisel, it's just too far away. <laughs> Move yourselves closer. It's a good job Trisel and uh, Lanny aren't in the same league, eh? That'd be an ad. be a derby to you, probably. <laughs> Down the road. Oh, God, that'd be that'd be an instant uh, conceded game where candidate. Live, where there. you live at Trisel, mate. <laughs> Honestly, mate, pitch is lively. No sight screens. It's lively there, mate. Um, so, yeah, going, going away from the Albury bias, because... 
having edited a lot of these podcasts, I, I do listen to myself back going, just shut the f- up about Albury. We so, say that as well. Yeah. It's, it's shut the f- up about Albury and Andrew Swarbrick. <laughs> and, and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and just shut up in oh, general, Andrew. Um, so yeah, um, around, around the table, we'll start with Lloyd. Lloyd, what are your thoughts on Division 2 this season? I think, I think BK are going to have a good season. Um, looking at results for the end of last year, um, they, uh, they recruited a few players and some few ex, or I don't know, is he ex, is he current podcast members actually forming a bit? Um, oh, and, yeah. uh, they yeah uh, they're they're doing quite well and obviously um Yuri went back to them from from our place and uh, yeah they've had a few decent um, um results um, and then obviously Ellesmere um, to repeat ourselves they they seem to learn how to win um, and uh, our local rivals yeah I haven't studied a lot of the form on this league I won't be honest um but I guess based on them what we talked about in Division One the sides have gone straight back to back. And the fact that if you get used to winning, you keep the keep the same side. Wouldn't be surprised necessarily if Trisol or or Brighton were, were half decent. We're up there. Um, likewise, I think as you mentioned, Sentinel obviously a big club, and if their second eleven underperformed last year, um, not sure who they have necessarily got. Is, is Ezzy still playing? Is he still churning out? Is yeah, he officially yeah, retired? Yeah, yeah. Like, again, yeah, I, I, they're going to be a very young side, I reckon, this year. Right, got some okay. really good kids, like really yeah, good yeah. kids. I mean, actually, I, I did forget to say before, I don't, I don't want to interrupt you too much before you go on about the rest, but they've got Harry Harry Thomas might play in the first this year. Oh, really? Very oh, really? good receiver, mate. He's part of the yard. Jake Burns is class as well. Yeah, good player. Yeah, yeah. If it, they might play first, yet, yeah, but they've got some good kids. Really good. Yeah, they're a ground chair with Brennan as well, aren't they? Yeah, so, they sorry, are. Will. No, it's all right. I was just going to say the only other one that I think have improved and could be right up there again is Ellesmere. Yeah, so yeah, I think uh, well, I was I was to be honest, I was surprised Ellesmere in twenty twenty one didn't do as well as I thought they would, and then last season, obviously coming very close, finishing third. You know, they've got the batsmen, they've got the bowlers. You know, as a beacon, really, I I I think that those two sides will be up there, and again with Sentinel, it's they've got some fantastic players, and also if their first team strong, that second team is going to be ridiculously strong. It's just. It's, I, I guess it's just a case of what that will be. You look at the last three seasons where you could be promoted. They finished ninth, seventh, and ninth. So you're kind of looking them, at them to be mid-table. But you, there's something in you that you know that if they have their best side out and they can put out the team that they, ca- you know that they could pick most weeks that they they could be up there uh, competing. And that's and that's the difference. You know, any of these sides, I think. Joss could make a good go for it, and it's 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 as tight as any league as I know. Like I say, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's a, it's a good division to play in. I would not want to pick anyone to win it. Really, um, my heart says Albury, but you know we've seen. I said last year Beacon and Ponsby would be straight back up, but they weren't. So mm. yeah, it, it'll be it'll be a good division. Yeah, um, watch out for Trisel. Yeah, I think I think it's very much wager time on on this division. So um, we'll start with Joss in this case. Who are your top five, Joss? I just told you I can't pick them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my top five in no particular order. I'm going to Trisel, Wellington thirds, 
Seven milliseconds, Albury, and Beacon. My top five. No further comment. Big sigh there from Beef. Go on then, Beef. Mm. Got to remember that uh, you know someone who we've missed off it. Well, well, I kind of alluded to. All Brighton have got Adam Shimmons, fifty-four wickets last season, and he's going to and Chris Morris. They're gonna, they're going to be two massive players mm. for All Brighton next season. If you've got players like that, you know they're going to be a hard prospect. <clears throat> Beef. Yeah, it's a very very strong league. Um, I'm a little different to Joss. I think Chelmarsh were keeping Clonical and Denning, and if they get a couple of signings, I think they'll push to go back up. And I think they will go straight back up. Hurley doesn't rate um, Connor, though, does he? No. Like, what's this that Connor Glendenning is nowhere near as good as Andrew Swarbrick? Uh, came out that of his mouth. Comment, that was the comment. That wasn't... Will, will you back us up there? I, I did hear it over a slice of pizza in the break. Yeah. Didn't have the bollocks to say it on here. Um, no. Yeah, yeah, so we'll no, 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 I'll double down. Connor. <laughs> oh! He's emptying that he, out he's, a big, he's a big listener of this. I, I guarantee you edit out. I guarantee no, I'm you. Joking. No, 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 I was just saying that. No, Connor's a good lad. Good player. Anyway, so, so I'm going to go. I'm going to go for my mate Connor Glendening's team to finish first. I, I think Charles Marshall win the league. Um, I actually think. Oh, it's so tough. Wellington. I think they're they're looking good as a as a complete club. They just look a, a fantastic prospect. Always have been a good club. I think yeah. Beacon third. I'm going to go for this is so difficult. Four fourth and fourth, uh, and then says and it's then Ellsmith. Yeah, the same thing. It's a real tough one. <laughs> I, I, I'm struggling. To be, there's so many good sides in there. I mean, I'm with Joss. I actually thought Ponsbury and Beacon would go straight back up. Yeah. But maybe they have found their sort of level. I mean, obviously, Beacon over the years have had so many good overseas. But I haven't blown his trumpet yet this podcast. I'm saying yeah. Steve Wilson should be playing it higher. So. Oh, yeah. Well, well you know, you Cal Corner Bingo. Cal Corner Bingo fans are going well, crazy just, right here. We've mentioned yeah. Connor, we've mentioned Swarbrick, <laughs> we've mentioned Steve the, Wilson. The one thing I will say is Adam Simmons has always been at All Brighton, by the way. I reckon Shell Marsh and Beacon, top two. And then no particular order. Oh, Lloydy knows. Um, I reckon. Um, or Brighton, Alberbury, and I'd hate to say it, Ellesmere. I hate to say it, Ellesmere. It's a rivalry there. Oh. Hey, at least he's got. At least he's got some bottle to say it on the pod. Talking of which, is Paul Mockham still playing for anyone? I know Ambrose does. Is that is that some place for Ambrose? Ambrose, yeah, Ambrose. Yeah, but just Paul still he's playing. Seventeen captain, mate. Ambrose is for this season. Is he? Yeah, and Mocky's Mocky's youngest, and and, uh, and then Elliot plays for us as well, and um, not not throughout the season, but Elliot does step in as well. So both we've got, and then even Paul did last year when we were really short, so we had all three. Did, how many people did he upset? Twenty-one people on the pitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I got to be honest, I actually played with him at Reynolds a little bit, he's didn't horrible. we, back in the day? And I got to be honest, so glad he was my teammate because he was horrible. <laughs> he was. I, he, I, I actually he played in a he played in a yeah in a Reynolds. Um, uh, yeah, kit for Frankton when he played, yeah. he pulled. He didn't have any Frankton kits, so he pulled on his his old Reynolds kit. So uh, yeah, the photos going around somewhere. Never, never, ever did he shy away from saying something to somebody. He's so, not like James Hill on this podcast. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Is everyone been? Is it just me? 
Yeah, just been? just you. Yeah. Just me. Okay, Listen, cool. You're, so, you're so Charles Marshall relegation because because Connor's so shit. Oh, Will hasn't been. <laughs> Will hasn't been. Will. Uh, go straight to it. Sentinel fifth, Trisol fourth, Chelmarsh third, Ellesmere second, and Albury first. Yes! Oh, oh, that's a new one! He's never seen Beacon at Frankwell. It's a fortress. He's never seen Albury either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've played at two, two of the clubs, three of the clubs there. Um, yes. Good selections there, Will. Uh, you've Stupid. already automatically bought yourself a second appearance on the Cal Connor podcast. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, well, Connor's going anyway because we're going to get any fucking hate you now, Will. Um, so, anyway. According to Earl. No. Uh, so, my top five, I'm going to go for Ellesmere, Chelmarsh, um, Ellesmere, Chelmarsh, Beacon, um, then. I'll go Trisel or Albrighton. Where am I going to go? I'll go Trisel and then I'll go Alberbury. They're my top five in that exact order. Wow. Ellesmere to win it. Is that what you said? Ellesmere, Chelmarsh, they'll be your top two. Mm -hmm. Then I'm going for third place. I'm going for Beacon. And then in fourth place, I'm going for one of the promoted sides. I haven't made my mind up, so I'll go for Trisel. And then in fifth will be Alberbury. Mm. Fair play. Good honesty from you as well. Good, you know. Right, on that bombshell, <laughs> let's move ourselves on to Division 3. Play ourselves down, you see Joss. Then when we win the league, I'll be there going like, yeah. He's got some editing to do there, Joss, about yeah. King Connor. <laughs> well, no, I can't keep, wait to text him. I'm keeping it, I am keeping cool. it all in. I'm going to text Connor right now. I'm going to text him now. Connor's the best Christian ever. <laughs> First it was Sentinel. Right? First it said now Connor. He got the first game of the season as well, haven't we? Then I had to go at Frankton for not fielding. Doing Lloyd, fielding can you drills. tell that half of this podcast's had a beer? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I've been half the podcast, I haven't got an hour drive home after. How long's the podcast gonna be? Just an hour. <laughs> um so we move ourselves on to Division 3 as we talk about how long it's taken us to get to this point. Uh, in Division 3, uh, the three relegated sides are Ludlow 2nd 11, St George's 2nd 11, Montgomery. The sides staying in Division 3 are Quat 2nd 11, Welshpool, Church Aston, Willie, Wem 2nd 11, Oswestry 2nd 11, Maidley 2nd 11, and the two promoted sides are Column and Brosley. So... I think the best person to start with Division 3 would be Will. Will. Ludlow, second 11. Um, unlike the ones, not the best season for them, but a side who got promoted into Division 2 in 2019, but have found themselves back in Division 3 in 2023. Uh, yeah, it was a bit of a, a, obviously a mixed season, given the success of the first 11, and then the, the second 11 was probably struggling, um, to be honest. Um, yeah, there's a, a, quite a big jump, I think, we find in between the first level and the second level in standard. So, um, and I guess the continuity of having 10, 11 players every every week in the first level, it, it, it didn't create actually that many opportunities for those to progress. Um, I think a second level this year has been a, a change of captaincy, which I think will um, sort of refresh things a little bit. Um, so Will Goff's going to be taking over the captaincy. Mm -hmm. He's played quite a lot of first-team cricket um, years gone by. 
um, and we're certainly with sort of regular commitment held the batting order. Um, yeah, we've um, I think we've had a half decent bowling attack at times, but yeah, struggled with um, with runs at that level. Um, and so yeah, going down into Division Three, um, yeah, fairly fairly confident. I think I think we've found our level, and certainly we'll be pushing up towards the top. Um, yeah, should should be right up there. But there's um, certainly a couple of half decent sides. Mm-hmm. Um, in that league this year yeah some there's some names when you look at these second 11s you know Ludlow St George's Quat Wem Ozestry Maidley and then you look at the first 11 sides in this league Monty Welshpool Willie Church Aston and then you look at two sides who keep getting promoted and they're going from strength to strength Brosley and a side that Andy knows very well Joss Colin Transfer room. We're doing transfer rumours this. Um, this um, we, I mean, we haven't done transfer rumours in a while. He's been filmed netting with Colum. Has he? So, yeah, maybe found his standard at last. Another club for Andy. Shark. Yeah. Well, it was quite nice to go to a refreshing net and uh, see a Division 3 side. It looked like they're going to possibly push for a promotion. They've got a good squad there. Yeah. You know, they, they, look, they look very tidy tonight. I really enjoyed it. I uh, really appreciate the invite because it was just out of the blue. Um, Mark Ferguson, real, real nice lad, good character for cricket. I tell you what, if you want to talk cricket, Lloyd, he's a he he's does a, a lot of cricket. To be fair, yeah, he's a top lad. He is, mate. He, he is cr- a proper cricket badger himself. So uh, he's uh, he's a good one. But yeah, badger re- off. Really enjoyed the net, and I could see them doing very well this season. And to be honest, with the two sides that have gone up, I reckon one of them two could get promoted. Just before I say my team at the end. Yeah, well, not giving anything away. Not giving anything away, yeah. Yeah, this isn't, uh, you know, it's another league. I know we've said it for the last, we've said it for every league, but maybe this goes back to what the league has done in these top divisions in regards to the restructure. Do you think this is, you know, the fact that we are saying in the Prem, Div 1, Div 2, you know, it's too tight to call and it's, it's going to be very close. You know, you look at sides who have come down into Div 3, who, you know, have have done very well in Div 2 or have previously been promoted from Div 3. And then you're looking at the other sides who are left in Div 3. You've also had previously good seasons in Div 3. And then the sides who were coming up into Division 3 keep recruiting and sides, you know, you look at Brosley, Division 5 last year, Division 4, promotion into Division 4. And you look at the, the signings they've made, you know, and Prem caliber players. Then column uh, aside that Andy raves about, you know, Division Six, Division Five, Division Four. See how that keeps going up and up and up. Someone that, you know, Joss said the other day, the new beacon of the Shropshire well. League. Absolutely. Yeah, they're, 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 they I mean, their Mambros are sort of painting them the same brush. They're resurgent. Brosley, you know, a few years ago were were up there, and then dropped several several divisions, and they're making their way back up. Column haven't been up there yet, but yeah, I think they are where Beacon were. Well, 10 years ago, you know, they're really, really, I mean, not saying Beacon aren't successful now, but they sort of peaked. Oh, they had a great so they, uh, yeah, I think they yeah. won the league five years on the trot. And Col- like Col- Col- yeah. is just going up yeah. and they're, they're attracting good players. I, I, th- I think they're a really healthy club at the moment, doing very well. Um, what's interesting, looking at Division 3, I think there's there's six Premier League second teams in, in Division 3, which is which is quite quite interesting. I know we may be getting ahead of ourselves, but Will, is this the greatest year of Shropshire League cricket that we're about to go into? Um, that's a, big, that's a, a very big question. Um, because I'm on the pod, I'll say, yeah, it's going to be. 
Um, but no, Josh, you make a good point. I mean, having six um, sort of Premier League second 11s, if those first 11 sides are, are doing relatively well and you've got some obviously big sides in there with like obviously ourselves, Quat, Wem, who have already picked us to be in the top, mm-hmm. top five, if they're churning out and getting good availability, the second 11 should only become stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's just interesting you look at like sort of column having back to back to back promotions mm-hmm. and such. Mm-hmm. It's a real interesting league. Um, and the same with Brosley with their recruitment. Um, yeah, toss a coin, I'm not sure. Yeah, quite. Mm-hmm. But uh, and like you say here, that, that that means the league is healthy. It's good mm. because we said it about pretty much every division. Anyone can win it. It's mm. just you, you, it's even look, you even look you even look at the sides who were like towards the bottom of this league last season. You know, when second eleven, Oswestry second eleven, and you look at those sides and you just think, but yeah, we're down there. Yeah, what? you know, with a bit of availability, you know, if a few things go their way, you know, they could be, they could be up there, they could be pushing. Well, talk about the gap, by the way. Like, obviously, last year when I got injured, I had to fill in a couple of times just a batsman in the in the second team from playing um, from playing in the first. Obviously, the gap's absolutely massive from the Birmingham League mm. to Division Three. Well. It's the same this year because the Prem to Division Three is absolutely—it's it's massive, isn't it? Mm. So, like what you've been saying, your points you've just made—it's so difficult to mm. to like obviously to, if you if you first are short, your players are going in from Division Three. I think Quart have mentioned this a few times. Did they get like a? Didn't they get double relegated or something? So Quat, yeah, Quat, Quat finished tenth in twenty nineteen and got relegated into that Div Four, yeah. and then they they got promoted back, uh, having finished first and then finished third last season. So mm. just missed out on the promotion. They could be. A- I look at St George's. I, I, I played St George's seconds many times for Albury, and. They're a decent outfit. Always been a decent they, outfit. They finished, before last season, they, pin, they gonna, finished third exactly in D2. Saying, <laughs> just missed out going up to Div 1 two seasons ago, and then they finished 11, so they go down. And if they've got the same same staff, if you like, they should be. I mean, Matty Conliffe, probably a friend of the podcast. Nice Fair, guy, yeah, a friend of the I, podcast. I know, we'll go that far. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's a decent player. He should do well in Div 3. And, and if he's still a skipper, I don't know if he is, but... I'll back them to be up there. Lloyd? Oh, I don't know. Look, looking at this, the teams that I said when I was playing for twos, um, uh, we uh, we used to play against, and I'll see our twos are in Div 4, so one below this, but the, the likes of Welsh pool always used to be fun oppositions going on there and uh, being insulted by your history teacher. Um, it was uh, fun. <laughs> um, I don't know if he plays anymore. Exactly. No, and then the likes of Colin, I said, our, our twos boys who played him last year said they were a serious outfit. Um, and mm. same for same for Brosley. I said they uh, they 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 were quite well organised. Really, I think they played Brosley second or third game of the season last year, and they said it was as if they'd been playing for half a season already. They were yeah. sort of they hit the ground running. Brosley signing players like James Ralph, well, it's going to make a massive difference in Division Three. You you would assume. You'd, yeah, you would assume. I mean, um, yeah, no, going well with Ralphie, and he's obviously been there and done. The CV speaks for itself. Um, might not have had the best of seasons by his standards the last couple of years, but I think you drop. I've talked about the drop in standard from like the the, the prem down to div three. Mm. He can still do it with the bat and ball. He will make an absolute massive difference to that side. So you'd expect mm. them to be well, them to be right up there. Yeah, I think he's brought in a few players as well, which which is going to help. So 
this is this is the hard point guys and i think this is possibly the hardest point this is the hardest division to pick um at which point i'll uh, pick lloyd to start us off with uh, luck, his luck. top five good luck lloyd i feel like whoever we pick in this top five could be the top five or could be the bottom five it could be i, I genuinely think this could be anything go for it so i'm gonna say i'm gonna say column i'm gonna go back to back again they're gonna go through Ooh. I reckon um, yeah, backing Ludlow um, to come in second with, a, with, a, with as long as like I said if the the first uh, continue with a, a strong eleven that there it'll flow down to the twos. Um, Saint George has not been mentioned, but they're always um, a strong club. Um, always seem to put out a decent team. Um, and the other one throws no particular order for the rest of those. Beef. Ugh. I'm going to go with I'm going to go Brosley to win the league oh. with the signings. I'm going to go for, I'm going to go column second, Quat third, mm-hmm. Ludlow fourth. Yeah. And I'm going to go with, <clears throat> bloody hell, it's hard. I'm, I'm going to go. ASMR podcast. I can't right do it. No, top, no mm. top four. Top four. That's, that's all I can do. Uh, no, Oswestry, I'm going to go with. Oswestry, yeah. 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 I mean, it's I, all the choice. Ex-club ex where I think we're losing a few players, obviously it's going to dent the second team. Yeah. Um, but I think you look at sides, quite have been pushing for years to get their yeah. uh, second team closer to their first team. Obviously Ludlow coming down, I'm pretty sure you, you'll back me up, you're probably going to be strong this year. But I think the first teams with Coleman and Brosley could... They could go back to back. Either one of them could go back to back. Yeah, it's true. Will? Uh, yeah, very similar thoughts, actually, to Beef. Um, I've gone, for, well, I've actually named it fifth. <laughs> uh, I've got um, Welsh Ball uh, to finish fifth. Um, we've got Quat to finish fourth. Um, with the signings of um, Ralphie joining, I've gone for Brosley third. Um, and then top two, I've gone Colum to finish second and to be right up there. They've got four ex-Ludlow lads um, in their side now um, and with the success they've had the last couple of years expect them to go straight back mm-hmm. up and I'm going to back us again just because I'm overconfident in most things so I'm going to say Can you just talk through the lads that have left? Have gone, gone well no one's left it's just years gone by so oh, they've right. got the Simmons boys Massey and Riley uh, there. So, um, Are both Simmons going to play this year? believe so because mm. that's quite big really because they've, they've been there and done it haven't they and experience is a big thing in cricket yeah. you know ralphie obviously he'll bring it to brosley but they're both they're both quite young lads as well you know yeah. they're, they're not they're not too old are they what, yeah are they? They're, they're getting on i i'm gonna say i'm gonna put it out there i'm gonna go the two who have come up are gonna be one two i'm gonna go colin first brosley second i'm then gonna go for a outside bet and I'm getting, I should have thought about this earlier. Um, in third place, I'm going to go Ludlow seconds. In fourth place, I'm going to go for St. George's. And in fifth place, I'm going to go Church Aston. Brilliant. Uh, Jossa. So I, I'm, this is a bit of a theme here. I'm going for Brosley to win because of the, uh, the injection of James Ralph, amongst other things, I think. And they're resurgent. Column second, I think they're just on the up and up. I'm going to go for St. George's third because yeah, I don't uh, think they should be that low. I yeah, think, I, you know, they, they were the other, to, to be honest, I think I've placed them a bit too low. Yeah, yeah. Hindsight's wonderful, isn't it? It is a, it is um, a wonderful I'm thing. Going, I'm going. The quat, fence feels quat lovely. Fourth because Quat 
I think are a big club and I don't know. I'm going I'm not the London mm. one. And fifth, I'm going to. I'm going to Ludlow fifth. Quite, quite yeah. a big club, yeah. unlike because, Ludlow. Because they haven't Joss Elliott. Anyway, fifth is not Ludlow. <laughs> <laughs> because they haven't even been mentioned, and I love the club, I'm going for Montgomery to come fifth because uh, they're a great uh, club. To that's, just, that's hey, hey, can I just say, Hurley, please, you're in trouble, mate. You've called Conor Glendening shit. <laughs> You've <laughs> off Andrew Swarbrick tonight. Well, don't don't start having a go at Joss, mate. Like, you're the one in trouble, deflecting. mate. You're the one in trouble. Nothing Thanks, wrong. Yeah, no worries, mate. Stick up for me, mate. Cheers, guys. <laughs> and on that bombshell, we'll move ourselves on to our final section. So as we move ourselves on to our final section, so unlike this podcast, we will be uh, doing a lot more video content and we will be partnering up with Hawk and also many other companies, which hopefully will be able to give back to you, the Cow Corner community in 2023. You can follow us as always on Facebook, Twitter and on Instagram. So if you can, please do. But our main thing at the moment is if you can follow us on YouTube, find us at, at Cow Corner Podcast um, and we will be doing live streams throughout the season and also producing lots of video content along with lots of other things. There will be lots of giveaways throughout the season and we are asking for you, the Cow Corner community, to please send in throughout the season your voice clips, your voice notes, your videos of games and any video footage that you take throughout the season anything you want us to comment on and we will do so you can make sure you follow us like and subscribe us on all of the podcast platforms anyway i would just like to finish by saying thank you very much to our special guests for this evening will sparrow from ludlow cricket club thank you very much will Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Guaranteed all these comments are probably going to bite me in the ass this season. <laughs> Thanks anyway. Cheers. Thank you very much to the cricket badger himself, Lloyd Phillips. Cheers, guys. Glad I could make it. And I'll uh, see you when you're playing in the twos on July the 1st, Andy. <laughs> yeah, look forward to it, mate. Just just make sure there's a tea. Or is that at home? I don't know. Okay. If there's a tea, I'm there, mate. I'll keep that strike rate going at Frankton. Make sure you bring a bat, Lloyd, because if Andy's got anything, he is sure to buy one off you. (laughs) And uh, thank you very much, Joss. Cheers, Ernie. Good to to have a chat again. And thank you very much, Andy. Uh, Been a pleasure. I hope you get through all your apologies in the next 10 minutes. Yeah, and the apologies go out too. Well, not to Andrew Schwadrick, that's for sure. And thank you very much uh, for listening. This has been another episode of the Cow Corner Podcast. Until next time, goodbye.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.